all this horror that's come to my family. Turn it on with me. I'm on you have to 20 it. seconds in. have to find it. What do you think, Hannah? It's not official footage, but let me tell you, still gets me amped. Season 8, official teaser. This isn't a trailer. It's called an official tease. It's not even a teaser. This is just a tease via HBO, Crips of Winterfell. I've had a few days to think about it and watch it over and over and over again. And that doesn't lend any new insight other than I can be calm when I talk about it. So <laughs> we got that going for us. So this is really exciting. John and Arya are together. John and Arya are together. Sansa's in the mix. Where's Bran? <laughs> who knows? Who cares? There's so much we've about got, this to talk about. I know. We've got Ned. We've got Feels like it was Cat. perfectly made to be talked about in this way. And overanalyzed. And before and like the, even the trailer comes out, I saw like mm-hmm. 14 articles about that feather and they were like details about the feather that you may not know. You may not know <laughs> how important it is. Just wait. What even hardcore Game of fan, Thrones fans don't understand about the new teaser trailer. I mean, I needed like to that. look it up too. I was like, what's the deal with this feather? I need something to say about this feather on the podcast. Oh, wait. Okay, I got it. It's really cool, though, because it's one of those things where if you miss it, it doesn't take away from your experience of the teaser. But when you know and you kind of understand maybe some of the lore behind it, it just adds an extra layer to us being in the Crypts of Winterfell with the three of them together, united. And when I assume the battle for or of Ice and Fire has begun. There's so much imagery in this teaser. It's so cool that they shot this specifically to get people excited about the TV show. It's something Mm -hmm. that I feel like in the future is going to be the norm if we continue along this course of making a lot of money from television, movies, and the culture surrounding it. So importantly, caring about it, developing it like it's a science, like it's something that might take us to the moon. Mm -hmm. It looks like for the biggest TV show in the world right now, headed towards season eight they were like david nutter returning celebrated director of the series and other things we're gonna enlist you and pay you to get three of our highest billed actors to make a scene specifically just to get people excited about it and we're gonna write it in a way that pulls from all these different themes and tells everyone sort of a an overarching story of the series through these characters and referencing their parents and showing how it's now up to them to see us through to the end and you get to kind of see it wash across their face when they see those statues they're like oh no exactly and it plays with those huge themes instead of us picking apart specific moments or voice inflections a la the first real glimpse of footage that we got a couple weeks ago and so i i like when they do this because i feel like they're so tight-lipped about spoilers that it adds to like the mystique of it all you know Mm-hmm. What were your initial, right off the bat, gut reactions seeing this? What is one of the first things that you noticed? I noticed that the acting was really on point. I liked Sansa and Arya in this more so than I think I liked them all last season. Just the, the, the looks <laughs> they gave the statues. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, I'm, I'm so, I'm so here for it. I, I know that it's only a teaser and it can't be representative of a whole completely, but. If this is what it seems like they're going to be carrying into the final season, it's going to be a really cool six episodes. I'm just glad to see Jon Snow and Arya together. I know that we've Me already too. 
talked at length on other episodes of the podcast and everyone has at home about just how interesting it is that Arya and John are going to meet again. John and Sansa have already met and spent time together, but we haven't seen Arya and John together since the second episode of the series, I think. The King's Road. Yeah, I think so too. I think that not I think so too. Yes, I agree. <laughs> you like slash, I think that's yes, important right. to me as well. I also think about <laughs> no. that when I see them together, right? I was saying I think I was going to say I think I agree with you that it was that episode that they last saw each other. Yeah, it's like I, I'm pretty you can sure have opinions about that. <laughs> it's like either is or it isn't. Oh boy. Um but what I'm trying to say is I just am so thrilled for the two of them coming together probably more so than almost any character just because of the type of bond and relationship that they have. And Needle and Arya and her whacked out journey. And I mean, I guess John did come back from the dead, but I just right. feel like Arya's really been through it. We just watched that, by the way, on Rewatch the Throne, and that scene is ridiculous. Still holds up. It so. still holds up. It's so quiet. I know it's, we're, it's out of place to talk about it right now, but the lack of dialogue and the, the pacing and the, the simplicity of the scene for such a, a big moment. I really liked it. It's not at all what they did here. This was like, also, Rumin Javity, come in and, and can you score this hot. teaser specifically as well? And he's like, cracks knuckles. All right, I got this great idea. And it just <laughs> brings in some of my favorite elements of the White Walkers attacking with the uh, the clicks on the bow that he told us about in that podcast interview. Mm-hmm, it's just like, mm-hmm. how could it be everything? And the, the mm-hmm. feather is freezing first. It's like, will they even get to know? Will he even get to know the truth? Will the truth, will, will they know before it's all done? Yeah. Are they going to find out in the midst of battle and we're going to, the moment is going to be so fleeting and so bittersweet? I mean, I think that's one of the major questions of season eight. And to me, was the huge theme of this teaser trailer. If you have to pick one thing that so? it's about, I think that, I think that hands down that this whole thing is centered around who Jon Snow's, his parentage and his lineage and who he is and when that gets revealed and how he reacts to that and what that means for the rest of his siblings is to me probably that one of the central conflicts in season eight. It is, but it doesn't really involve, I mean, I know that it involves Sansa and Arya a lot, but not in an equal amount as far as the trailer is concerned, because I feel like they each got sort of a moment and, John got Liana, and when Arya got Catelyn, Catelyn was basically talking about her relationship with Jon Snow. Exactly. To me, it just seemed like they were trying to talk about everything. We're, we're going to talk about Robert's Rebellion, and we're also going to talk about current events, starting from the visit in Winterfell all those years ago. But isn't all of that about Jon's lineage, when it like really, truly boils down? At least those moments that sprung forward from the Tower of Joy and those moments sprung mm-hmm. forward from other events in the past as well. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about slash what is the meaning behind them standing in front of their own statues? Or even simpler, like, how did that make you feel? Because it got me feeling some kind of way. It definitely felt like it was the newest version of the form you know what i mean like all right this isn't a trailer this isn't a teaser it's a tease again we hired people to make this 
brand new piece of content to promote the show and check out this also sort of otherworldly feature. We're going to bring you out of it just a little bit more. They could have slipped in like a McDonald's sponsorship as well. Like someone reaches through the wall, you know, like in those Monty Python (laughs) movies and it just breaks the fourth wall a little bit. That's kind of like how Mm -hmm. it was. Yeah. Just for a moment. I really liked it. I didn't think that John's statue is necessarily older. The big million dollar question. You know what I mean? Like, think about it. It's got to be really hard to make statues. And for the love of God, when you have a beard, a man who has a beard, it's just it, it overcomplicates everything. If you're trying to chisel it, it's just like a face goes a certain way. And then you have to do this. It's cloud so funny of hair. because I feel like and it goes up around his cheeks. He kind of like always end up looking like Santa Claus <laughs> yeah, <I guess. laughs> on statues. I guess. I mean, I don't know if I've necessarily recall seeing statues of um, any people with beards in their younger days but i feel like he definitely looks super old in that statue and i mean it might not be i think that there's some theorizing behind this of well sans and aria are not going to live long and john's gonna continue to (laughs) do his thing (laughs) (laughs) or i don't know so i mean i don't necessarily know if i is that what you think i don't no, I don't know if I agree with that explicitly. I mean, I don't think that all three of them are going to make it out, unfortunately. I think that's too much to ask. Um, maybe we'll get lucky, but I think that that's too much to ask. I didn't so, know we were talking about that right now. I know. I'm not ready to like really talk about that. But I feel like we I'm have just a few saying, months, a few more do. trailers that have Easter eggs hidden for us. I don't know if the the statue was an Easter egg, though. The old looking statue. I don't know. I could be wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You never know. There's a You're feather. Right. And for people who don't know Game of Thrones to be like, oh, the Easter egg is the feather. I feel like that's why it was put there. It was like, look at this obvious thing that we're going to cut to. And it was a very brilliantly rendered feather. You know? Yeah. It looked cool. So it did look very, very nice. I really anyway. liked it. I thought it was. I thought it was cool. What did you think when you saw the statues? That they were fine. <laughs> that John looked old. <laughs> that's all. That's all. That's all I could really think about. Um, one other thing I thought about seeing um, Catelyn's statue is that it's the closest we're ever going to get to Lady Stoneheart. So Ooh. everyone can soak that up. <laughs> Lady Stoneheart confirmed season eight. <laughs> well, I guess we finally got her. It was still outside of the show, though, in this strange alternate universe. You asked me about the statues, though, and uh, what I think that they symbolized. I feel like they were, they were there to serve as kind of a reminder to us and to the characters in the the teaser that it's all happening right now and it's real and those people are gone and they're not carrying the torch anymore and the people mm-hmm. right in front of you are the ones that are and it's like you're staring at yourself it's like it's like when you find out the punchline of the joke and the, the joke is yourself and it's like oh no that's when it's the most funny that's also when life is the most dramatic when you look around and you're like oh my god i have to run with the torch and it's like yeah you have to because right behind you literally winter is coming Housewords. Wait, I love that. I think that's super interesting because we've talked about as we were as we we're going through rewatch and as we've done with the books, we've kind of seen this changing of the guard and how it's the kid, quote unquote kids who are now running the show, even though they're not kids anymore. I th- that's so interesting to have them like down there asking for help and they're really just like looking to themselves yeah it's like this weird smart strange universe i'm Mm -hmm. imagining that bran is not there because he's not the night king 
I'm imagining that this is like a, a vision and maybe that's his presence in this. It's like all within some false universe. Either that, they just didn't want to show them pushing <laughs> Bran around in a wheelchair down in the crypt. I think that that definitely would have changed the tone of the teaser a little bit. It's interesting to me that they left him out. And those of you listening should send us a tweet and let us know what you've been thinking and, and hearing because I find it super interesting that they are a united front together without Bran. And I know that Bran's kind of on his own journey, but they're all in Winterfell. That The idea is that they're all in Winterfell. And you would think that as the Starks, they would all be down there together. Bran's a pretty major character. So I thought that was an interesting choice. And I don't know necessarily what that means. If, you know, Bran, because he's a three-eyed raven... He's not really there anymore. You know, he's mm-hmm. not he's not Bran Stark anymore. You know, I don't know what that means, but I just thought that was kind of an interesting choice. Yeah, I think we can look at it in a number of ways. I was wondering what you thought about it. I'm surprised it took us this took us this long to talk about it. I feel like that's one of the the more interesting things about the teaser. If they're being presented as a like you said, a united front, they're the thing that holds them together is that they're all siblings. Either that or Maybe we're just hanging on to that thread because they were raised together and technically John isn't one of their siblings anymore. So it's not just sort of air quotes, Stark siblings that would be in the crypt. It would rather be people that are able-bodied enough to fight in a way that involves them to march down a passageway. Yeah, but I think that, I mean, their starkness has been such a central piece of each of their individual journeys. That I don't think we can necessarily dismiss it. It might be the same for Bran in a different way, depending on how his magic is linked up to his family history. Maybe Bran's the feather. <laughs> Bran warged into a feather. <laughs> uh, Bran is each of those statues. <laughs> he can uh, he he entered all of their minds in a dream. They're all dreaming at the same time, and he manifested himself inside of the dream that they're inside of, which is inside of his mind and their mind at the same time, as Man. three different statues, one slightly older, just to confuse us. Game of Thrones is really wild this i know season. it is it's deep it's deep and it's all centered around that feather can we talk about another crackpot theory well i want to i want to finish talking about brand oh sorry i need to be more serious yes let's <laughs> keep talking about brand it's just you know he's he's there well and also we're led to believe that he's a huge driving force behind this storyline and kind of this battle there's also not really anyone else in the teaser it's not like daenerys is down there marching around either no but we already saw her and then who else is there? Truly. Well, so I don't know. I, I would argue I that Santa Rica Game might have a spot in this <laughs> teaser or in one of the teasers. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's reiterating what we've thought about the series up until this point, but in a very well packaged and short cinematic way that's been specifically, like we said a few times, crafted by a handful of people for that moment not not for it to be ingested along the course of the viewing of a tv series but to serve as a marker for this current time like not something not not to be something that we really go back and revisit right and i've seen it done for for stuff like cartoons in the past and things when i was a little kid and it just makes stuff feel a little bit more special it makes Mm -hmm. it makes it feel like there's more for us to get excited about 
I thought it was so funny that they were that they made a release date for the release date, and they were like, "Here, hey, everybody, <laughs> check it out. We're gonna air the release date. You're not gonna believe what we're gonna do. We're gonna air the release date, but it's right before and right after True Detective. Hmm. So I haven't you know, watched True Detective since season two. So time is still a flat circle. Okay, <laughs> good to know. I heard someone write on Twitter that. They might be connected to the first season, and I was like, "Well, there, that's a reason. That's a <laughs> Gotta reason." Gotta get back into yeah. it. Anyway, anyway. Also, I missed the block of ice. There wasn't a block of ice, was there? There was last time. Oh right, last season. Right. Remember the release for last season? Of course, yeah. No, I love the release date for a release date. Like that's awesome and everything. Oh, but yeah. there was just really, truly something about all of us coming together to melt a block of ice that I will never forget. Yeah, that was a cool thing. I thought it was so funny because so much of the footage was just the same thing on loop over and over. (laughs) (laughs) It was like a really badly executed feature of J.K. Rowling's website in the past. Like if it got stuck, like an animation got stuck. We all just typed fire over and over Exactly. Man, what a time to be alive. I know. It's kind of the same thing. These are going to be these little referential moments. You know, where it's like, ah, oh, you remember that time when that happened? You remember that time when everyone yeah. thought that John's statue looked old and it was just like, oh, yeah. nope, we're just humans out here doing our jobs, yep. trying to get more excited about this TV show. Game of Thrones Twitter was lit up on Sunday night, though, when this happened and the next yes. day. And that's what I'm so excited about. And that's what I've been having a blast since these la- two little pieces that we've had. It's just it's like there's life back into it and we're all just able to get excited about it so wahana records writes i want to erase my memory and then watch this show again mm. yes bridge four writes different roads sometimes lead to the same castle that's a quote from mm. john two from a game really of thrones and uh sour man the white writes this is going to be the most pirated season of all time haha <laughs> okay <laughs> speaking of pirates what about the Greyjoys? are you upset about their absence from the keys <laughs> no i'm not i you're on Greyjoy. i can't wait to see that guy on our screen again but i don't think he's a big enough character to really be part of any of these early what? pre-season what conversations wow you think he's just as important as bran is that what you're saying no i'm so confused why bran's not in this john pulls out long claw aria uncheese needle thoughts I can't. Wait, okay. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> I know she has a dagger. That's Valyrian steel. I guess it just doesn't matter. I'm, I'm getting in the weeds here. I think maybe that might be what we're all doing. And it's fun to do that. And I think that it's because we're so excited for season eight to come around. Yeah. But Needle's not a Valyrian steel weapon. Obviously, she can't fight whatever's coming down at the end of that passageway. Right, guys? That's true, but... I will say, and I have said before, that that passage when Arya is asked at the House of Black and White to get rid of all of her stuff and she has this internal thought about Needle and what Needle means to her, to like have Needle there while John and Arya are in the same place and like that's commemorated in her statue, it just harkens back to all of those feelings of what Arya was holding on to as she was going through her journey. And so it's a cool nod to just like, it just brings back a lot of like warm fuzzies for me. Yeah. So it's definitely representative of who she is rather than that knife. You know what I mean? That knife that she killed Baelish with. It's just, 
there's not right, a lot of good right. feelings attached to it. But it will kill a White Walker in a white. So there's that. Mm-hmm. It's important, but it doesn't have the same emotional punch to it. Are you ready for this to happen? For the dead Starks to come out of their graves? No. 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 Because, well, I mean, two seconds ago, we were talking about who's going to make it. And I'm thinking about us having that conversation in a couple weeks, months before the season starts, as we always do. I'm not ready to like have that conversation for real. This tease has 18 million views. Oh, yeah. Do you know how many text messages I got? I'm living for it. <laughs> Finally, people text me. <laughs> 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 it's like, oh, this is something easy to talk to Hannah about. That's so exciting. <laughs> That's one thing I love about the stuff that we all watch together. It's this sort of universe that we can bounce around ideas. And most importantly, I think, and it's one of the most fun uh, functions of our of our show when we ask you to send in our owns, is those moments that we like to refer to ourselves, like the thing that we find funny. I always get this such a warm and, and awesome feeling when I'm hanging out with people that like to quote a bunch of stuff too because they're a product of whatever time period that we all grew up in. I grew up mm-hmm. most of my childhood in the nineties. And when, when we, when you say something from a movie or a film, uh, which are the same thing, I'm thinking of like animated stuff versus, I don't know what I'm talking about. When you quote something that means something to you and someone reacts to it and they look at you like they totally understand what you're talking about. It's just, you bridge a gap there that is so hard to do. And it's life is so full of it's, it's hills and valleys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and there's so many different things that can happen in a day. And there's so many different reasons why we come together and, and talk and hang out. And uh, it's easy to get off track or it's easy just not to feel completely confident in yourself or in the situation. Even the most confident person might not always be in control or, or feel good of themselves about themselves in the situation. But when there's that familiar thing that we all share, like coming together to when you like something, the way you and I met. Yeah. When you share the a common interest and you, like I said, you, you can even quote the same thing or something was particularly funny to you in a, in a way that someone else relates to. A lot of people did that on Sunday night because this new stuff came around and they've been doing it for days following, just talking about it like we are right now. And it's going to be a really cool six episodes starting in April. I'm going to cry the whole time. (laughs) It's going to be cool. I'm going to cry the whole time. And so all of that to say, keep tweeting at us, keep sending your thoughts and feelings and your unofficial owns, I guess you can say for these two oh, yeah. teasers that we Send have so far. For the uh, season eight official tease, Crips of Winterfell. <laughs> Do it. It's just fun. It's just fun. So <laughs> we're getting excited. We're getting hype. April is going to come before we, I mean, we're almost in February. It's going to come before we know it. So if you've been with us this whole time, thanks for hanging on with us in this off season. And uh, yeah, that's it. Sharing the experience. It's almost we have a date of when it the last season begins, April 14th. And on that note, this podcast is over. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> Bye.